Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 166 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. My name is Pat. Today, we're joined by Rick. Rick. Zach. Hello. And Chance. What I do? Uh, he cut in there a little bit early before I even finished saying his name. Uh, those of you watching on Twitch, the video version of this, will will see that Chance isn't actually here in video because his... Uh, his webcam is broken still. I think he just wants to lay down and is lying. But at least his audio is here. So if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. So sit back, relax, and get ready to level up your gaming knowledge as we discuss this week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows, in lieu of President's Day, which is when this episode will be releasing in audio format, uh, which historical figure do you think is deserving of a, a day to honor them? Besides the ones we already have. I will go first. I think okay. we as a nation do not respect the scientists enough that we give them a day off. So uh, I, maybe uh, Edwin Hubble or Tesla... Oppenheimer's a little problematic to get a whole day behind, but you know, I, I fuck it, just do it. It's it's a show of power, <laughs> I think. I think I'm surprised <laughs> you actually went with a noble like avenue for this. I didn't think you were going to be noble avenue. I thought you were going to be like the people don't get a lot of respect. I should have a day. <laughs> I mean. It, on your tyrannical stretch of dictatorship that you'd like to go on. I mean, it, it won't start off as a dictatorship, but you know, when I get to political power. I'm going to go with something that I'm looking at right now, so I think pets should have a day off and hang out with our pets. Name, name a famous pet. Uh, let, let's go down the line. There's Benji, there's Lassie, there's uh, Garfield. Scooby-Doo. Garfield Day? I'd, I'd He's Scooby-Doo's not a pet. There. Yeah, eat lasagna. It's going to be on a Monday. Harambe. <laughs> but he Air hates Bud. Mondays. Harambe hates there's, Mondays? Uh, there's no, Chance. hates Mondays. Shadow and <laughs> Missy or whatever her name was. Shadow, Sassy. Sassy, yes. And Chance. What is, I thought we were going with that, about? Chance. Huh? Homeward Bound. You, yeah, you wouldn't know. It's before your time, child. Child? <laughs> okay. Uh, those, that's the, like, the live action where they had like the mouths move along with the words. Yeah, it's when they first figured out like like CGI to make the animals look like they could talk. Actually, I don't even know if the first one even had that. Like they just like talked and it just like. No, they they, they just showed like the videos of the animals. They were like talking, like okay. there was no mouth movement at all. See, that's like a a Mandela effect because I remember the mouths moving. Or was that the sequel or something? Nelson been the sequel. Has a, Nelson Mandela has it. He's got to have. I mean, we're talking about the United States, so it's got to be. Uh, I mean, no. Chance. I actually think we should have a day where people work like more. They work like overtime. Because I'm, I'm because I think we right should now. like. Like Casey's like, she's like. First of all, we got to get Chance a new camera. <laughs> so you can't be president to me. 
<laughs> you know, I think we should work harder for like, um, you know what I mean? Just cut to kind of show our like, like just kind of to show our like appreciation to appreciation the for like you know you living in North Korea right now for each other and um like for America and stuff. We just work harder like that day. No. Okay. Well, what about if your wage was doubled for that day? If your waitress is doubled, if your we're like your wage, like your oh like your, your wage is doubled. Yeah, like, you get two. Sometimes you could use two waitresses. <laughs> yeah. I need a lot uh, of ranch. Yeah, ranch and guacamole. I'm just kidding. refills on my soda. Th- those waitresses are the best. Who are or waiters too? Uh, who refill your drink before you even finish it? Like. Anyway, this week we'll be discussing the state of Xbox. But first, what have you been playing? Chance? Uh, Persona 3 Reloaded. I have like 15 hours. League of Legends, Guitar Hero 3. And... Just list it. Talk about it. You have 15 hours in it. What, what's, well, you, I mean, everyone uh, knows what Guitar on? Hero 3 is. I mean, that game's been out for like 25 years. I'm talking about Persona 3 Reloaded. <laughs> well, Persona 3 is also <laughs> a game that's already been out that a lot of people have played already. It's but like Persona 5. Different. It's just an older version of the game with different characters, a oh slightly different God. story. <laughs> but it's he very similar. He doesn't want to be. Why are you here if you don't want to be here? <laughs> well, I mean, I, the game's like, I don't understand what you mean to like talk about it like it's it's the same it's almost the same game it's the same style and then there's Borders Gate 3, which is game of the year everyone's already played this game and people are still playing this game zach have you played persona 3 like everything that i have on my list of what i played like people have been playing for like 15 years and oh, you want me to never, talk about it like people have I've never played, played these games before i have not played a single second of any persona persona 3 reloaded came out like not even a month ago yeah, but it's like it's based. It's it's a remake, like a like a re like. Yeah, but they changed it. I'm 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 downloading it right now so I can play it and compare the differences next well, podcast. Well, yeah, but I I still don't think they like. I I I haven't played the the first one, so I can't tell you how all they've changed. Obviously, graphically, big change. Obviously, we'll then talk about your experience with the game right now. <laughs> how do you like it? I have no idea what your impression of these games are, except that you played it for 15 hours. I mean, it's an RPG. It, and then it's an RPG. So you read the back of the box for 15 hours is what I've gathered. And um, I don't, it's, you're a high school kid what? and you, you um, sound like you're doing a book report on a book you have not read. <laughs> I have to remember what the passages said. Um, so, um, so it's, I mean, okay, so here, let me start over. Okay, so you're like a high school kid. You, like, transferred. Um, there's so much story. And then, um, so, so you transferred to this school, and there's, like, a whole island for this school. It's kind of much. And um, essentially, you go there, and, like, there's some weird stuff going on. Like, people are getting depressed, like depression. And then... Um, like people and then essentially there's like this world at midnight it's called the secret hour or dark hour and it's between like it's like starts at midnight and then after the hour's over then it, you know goes to like one in the morning like you know no, like normal so there's like a hidden 13 hour 13th hour essentially and like only certain people can move around and do stuff in this hour and they're special and they're people that apparently only like they have to have trauma to be able to like participate in this 13th hour like they have to have like 
um, like, I don't know, like some kind of, you know, like Harry Potter, like I have to witness, witness someone die or something to see that fucking horse. This like, it's kind of like, like that, but it's like, right now. <laughs> but you're like in some, yeah, it's kind of dream hour, but you have to have to go through some kind of traumatic experience. Um, and then, um, in the school, there's like a, there's like an apartment and they kind of house all these people that have like this trauma and that can participate in this dark hour because you have to fight the, the creatures in this dark hour because they cause normal people to become depressed. So you're kind of fighting these uh, these creatures, and so essentially there's this tower, and it's kind of like a um, uh, like a not like a uh, what do you call it? like a Hades? What kind of game is that again? Roguelite. Roguelike, in a sense, like you you start off, you know, you're low level with everything. You try to get as uh, high and up, you know, more and more levels as you go, and you level up. Um, you have kind of like finite you know, resources and, you know, health and mana and stuff. So you have to like leave and then you spend your other, like you can, you you have, you can spend other times to like have relationships with other people, like social connections. And by doing that, you increase your stats. So you kind of have to pick and choose what you want to do. Do you want to go into Tartarus and level up and try to get to higher, you know, you know, get more experience and, and collect personas and like, you know, do stuff that way, or you can spend time with these like old couple to get your social connection with them higher so that you can do other, you know, progress and do other things in the game. Um, so it's like more than just combat and exp- exploration. It's more of like also a lot of story and trying to like connecting and socializing with the other characters in the game. And there are like romance options and stuff. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's, so I'm still playing it once again, I'm only 15 hours in, and this is a game that, um, people spend 80 to hundred hours playing. Like this is a pretty big game. Um, and there are a lot of characters I haven't even gotten to yet that I've only just, you know, have just become available to me. So, um, I'm still very much playing this game. Um, and then, uh, Boulders Gate three, um, I mean, everyone's been playing it, you know, um, it just came up with a big update, so now you can kiss people now, or a lot better than you could before. Uh, and I came up with a bunch of, like, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, something of life changes. What is it called? Oh, quality of quality life. Quality of life. Quality of life, quality of life changes. Words. Qual- quality of <laughs> life changes. Just the, you know, once again, even though that game wasn't, you know, great enough, they just made it greater. Um, and then, um, like Zach was going to mention as well, we've been playing Guitar Hero at our friend's house when he's not even there. We just broke in and <laughs> we just play Guitar Hero. Um, then we text him saying how much fun we're having while he's at work, stuck there. And then we leave before he gets back. And so then he has to clean up all of our shit. Yeah. Um, and, but we got to use the Guitar Hero. So um, it works out. Um, that's awesome. And we all have carpal tunnel because we're all like 30 years old and old. So like all of our hands are like hurting and stuff. And like, we need to like massage our hands and take medication to get better. And then, uh, League of Legends. I've, I've always, I always play that, um, kind of stagnant in my ranked right now. But other than that, um, I've already, I've, you know, I've done my rant, you know, um, uh, Zach or no, uh, not Zach, uh, Pat. Start your no, rant. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> you're right. Pat's hosting. I'll go back. Oh, Pat. What? Well, fuck. I have 50%. <laughs> Pat's hosting? You could have okay. picked the ri- you Okay, Zach. The Zach. No, I don't do that. There's no challenge. Um, <laughs> Zach, what's your rant? Go ahead and rant. I love it, Zach. I love listening to Chance do his what have you been playing. That, that, was, that was classic Chance. It just sounds like he's under, he's under duress. <laughs> like, my man is stressed out. I want like, us to pick a game every week that Chance hasn't played and have him try and explain that game to us. <laughs> <laughs> like, Chance just sounded like he had a gun to his head. 
there, there, there's zero hour and there's demons and they, they have trauma and you got to fight them. <laughs> there's quality of life improvements. Words. Something of life improvements. <laughs> but yeah, so the games I've been playing um, this week, we got back on the Baldur's Gate stream again. I've been playing Fortnite chess, FIFA, Mario Kart. Uh, we did get back into Guitar Hero 3, like Chan said, for legal reasons. We did not break into our friend's house. We were allowed to go there. I just feel like that needed to be said. We didn't commit a crime to go play Guitar Hero. And then I had been playing, yesterday I played a few hours of Helldivers 2, uh, which is pretty fun. Uh, it's it's goofy. It's got like a lot of like like quippy dialogue stuff that's funny. Um I guess I was under the impression, I didn't realize, so I guess like the first Helldivers, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, it's like a top-down shooter. Yeah, um, the PlayStation Vita slash 3. Yeah, this is not that. This is a third-person third shooter, and then if, if you choose to, when you're aiming down sight, you can like go into first-person mode. But yeah, you go in with squads of up to four, um, and you go and you fight bugs and robots, and you're trying to bring democracy to uh, all these planets that... Uh, don't even have like conscious like super like established like life forms they're just like big bugs and robots and shit like things that wouldn't have like a political system and you do this in the name of democracy and bringing democracy to, to all these planets um but no it's fun it's it's goofy um it's something that i think is just like is a it would be a, it's a game that i would find myself playing uh, definitely like more cooperatively than than single player. It's more fun to just like be with your friends and just go. It's just basically like a big shoot 'em up kind of thing. And there's uh not quite like a a battle pass. There's like there's like uh it's a games there, of service. Yeah, it's a games of service. There's things you can buy. There's like the customizable stuff you can buy and stuff like that. But there is uh things you can get with in game currency, which is cool. Um but yeah, it's, it's it's not bad actually. I think like the it has like what like an eighty three on Metacritic or something like that. I think it's about like accurate or yeah, something it's like that. it's also the biggest PlayStation launch on PC. Like it had the most mm-hmm. concurrent players of any PlayStation uh, launch on PC. So like it beat God of War and Horizon. And granted, those de- those games came out uh, like years after they came out on PlayStation. So that kind of makes sense if you're really excited for those games you probably already played them on playstation um but it's cool to see that like you know last of us god of war all these games yeah didn't have as many players as fucking uh helldivers 2 and i think the developers had to like double their server size because they had no idea this Mm -hmm. many people would be playing all at once uh good for them yeah no so it's uh it's fun i've enjoyed it in the brief time that i've played it um, so I would recommend it to for those of you who haven't played it, and then um, have played, gotten back into a little bit of Siege and and Mario Kart and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Uh, Rick, what have you been playing this week? Too much. Oh stuff. boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Where do we begin? I I just I, I played a couple things. Nothing much. Nothing too much really. Um, let me get my list out and ready. Right, Sorry, put a gun to his uh, head so he can hurry up and describe everything. <laughs> <laughs> I will describe everything in detail. Do not worry. <laughs> All right, let's start off with uh, Paw Patrol. There it is. Um, <laughs> Paw Patrol Mighty Pups Save Adventure Bay. This game, pretty simple platformer. Um, you got to collect a lot of these little bones that are around. And uh, that's about it. 
Um, honestly, got thousand gamer score on that one. It was actually kind of a fun adventure. Good job, Paw Patrol. Um, a short hike. Uh, you're a crow. She's uh, traveled around this park and she has to get to the top of this mountain. And honestly, I did not get a thousand on that, but it was really fun. It's a really cute indie game. Highly recommended. You just want to kind of veg out and hang out in this park as a bird. Next up is Somerville. Um, I think we talked about a little bit about this last uh, podcast. It's mm-hmm. you know, the team that did uh, uh, what Limbo and Inside, Inside split up. Yeah, one team went and did uh, Cocoon. The other one did Somerville. Cocoon was way better. Somerville was a lot like uh, Inside. But honestly, not as good as Inside. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and honestly, the story of Somerville too was just like, okay, what? I remember yeah. I got to the end. I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> um, Escape Academy went through Escape Academy. That was fun. It's like a little bunch of little escape rooms. Find the code, enter the code into the door, then you get out. Um, yeah. Now let's move on to Ravenlock. Ravenlock is a um, basically an action game. Your girl goes and through she going through a mirror, and then you're kind of it's a Alice in Wonderland kind of themed um, adventure game. There really is no like map, so that throws you off a bit. The levels are pretty fairly linear, but, but if you have to go back and clean up stuff for achievements, it makes it a little rough. But luckily, there is fast travel; you can clean up pretty easy. And the game actually wasn't too bad. It was cute. All right, now to one of my favorites is uh, Turnip Boy Robs a Bank, the sequel to um, Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion, which was on uh, Game Pass not too long ago. Turnip Boy Robs a Bank was, that was a lot of fun. It's their own little take, almost like a poke fun at a roguelite, um, where you only have like three minutes to go in here and rob as much stuff from this bank as possible. And then like... Okay, once you're done, you go back to your base and you just go back and keep robbing the same bank and going to different areas of the bank and finally, like, you know, unlocking stuff. And yeah, it was actually really interesting. Lots of fun. Lots of funny little jokes. Great game. Um, play a little bit of Grease, which is a 2D side scroller. I think it's French. Um, really pretty. Really, really pretty game. Um, played a little bit of Vimpa because I had to make my rocket not launch. If you played Vinba, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. There's an achievement if you mess up the rocket. Let's move on. My friend Peppa Pig. I did not pay attention to this while I was playing it, and I got the full 1,000. I don't know. Like, you were watching like, the Marvels or something, and I was more paying more attention to that, and I still got the full 1,000. On to Paw Patrol Grand Prix. If you want to get full 1,000 gamer score on this, it's going to take about 15 to 16 hours. I figure out you can maybe spend one hour and get 500. Also something you don't have to put a lot of thought into. I think I watched everywhere or everything everywhere all at once while getting those 500. Um, also played Genesis Noir. Uh, it's a. It's a cool little puzzle game. Honestly, the art style is really cool. Um, the story itself is also. A little complex for what it was, but it all about the big bang and the big bang was actually this guy shooting this lady and you're trying to investigate who did it and why and everything and i did not know that what <laughs> it was crazy it, it's a crazy story 
it was really pretty. Um, moving on, Firewatch. It's on Game Pass. Uh, uh, by, by the way, all of these are on Game Pass because I'm not spending any extra money on any Achievement War. Um, so honestly, if you're interested in any of these, a lot of them are really good. Um, Firewatch. Firewatch is basically a walking simulator with a cool little mystery story in the background. Um, it was, it was neat. Down. I played it on PC when it came out, and I was disappointed with the ending of the story. Yeah, a little bit. I was kind of hoping that, yeah, that was, I, I could see where that's coming from. And then probably the best game that I played of all of these is I finally beat uh, Inside. Oh, yeah. I've, I've played Limbo multiple times. Love Limbo. Somerville, as I said, was okay. Inside was, Inside was great. <laughs> and then that moves me on to uh contrast which is also on game pass another indie um where you play as a mm-hmm. 3d model but when there's light shining on a surface you can basically shift into the shadows and it becomes a little 2d game kind of um, like uh, a link between up. worlds yep ish this yep. is from the developer of we happy few this is like their first game i believe yep <clears throat> And honestly, it was good. But after playing inside, some of the puzzles were like, you stupid, I could fucking do this. This is nothing like some things that I had to do it inside, like playing these other games now. It's just like, all right, cool. Yeah, I could do that. No problem. This is easy. Um, inside really prepped me for it. But yeah, contract was good. Um, I didn't really pay attention to the story too much. I didn't really there wasn't like a lot of substance. It didn't really force me to like Firewatch did either, but. It was at least a fun game to play. I think once I got the full 1,000, I kind of missed playing it a little bit, but ABA, baby. Always be achieving, so moving on. Um, played a little bit of Plate Up, but it's one of those almost like uh, like uh, kitchen simulator things where it's like you got to get the plate and then cook the fish and then you have customers and it just reminded me of being a waiter too much, so I got like... <laughs> I think I got like... 15 achievement points on that one. I was like, okay, cool. I'll put you down for now. Basically, I have a lot of games right now in the chamber. Um, I, I right now I'm winning the achievement war. But um, that is not going to change. In case it does, I have a bunch of contingencies. Like if I see Pat get close, I'm just going to whip out like the big guns and then just like make sure. <laughs> um, so as far as games that I have ready to beat, I played a little bit of Jusant. Just French oh, nice. for like receding tide or something. Um, yeah. But it's a it seems like a climbing simulator so far. It is mm-hmm. great. But I love climb, it. you have to hit the trigger buttons left and right, left and right, left and right. Mm-hmm. And That's honestly, I can see annoying. that getting super annoying. Yeah. It's not too bad. It, honestly, like I played it to completion. Okay. It, it, it's not too bad. Okay. Then I'll probably go back into that a little bit more. Um, this one is kind of annoying. Bramble the Mountain King. Um, basically like a Norse fairy tale thing where you're a little boy trying to find his sister through the woods and there's trolls everywhere. And then there's these little gnomes at one point you have to do this gnome. Like they're almost like playing hide and seek with you, but they're really hard to see. It's just terribly designed. So it took me so long to find these freaking gnomes. And I was like, I just got to put this game down. Um, and then right now it's a lot of games, put a lot of uh, stress on me mentally, like my brain's going to explode. So recently released like yesterday or two days ago. Um, 
on Game Pass is a game called A Little to the Left. Which has just been a breath of fresh air. Um, it's just a series of mini games. And every once in a while, your cat will just mess with it. Like you'll be trying to get things organized and your cat spot, the cat Paul will come on the core of the screen and just like skew something and then you have to put it back. The most hilarious part about that is last night when I was playing it, my cats were in, in front of the TV, like trying to paw at the little hand you use as your cursor. So it was. Life imitating art, imitating life. It was beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been playing and God, I'm exhausted. Um. So, yeah, if, if it's over, then it's over. I'm downloading Persona 3. Um, I'm updating Baldur's Gate 3. I'm ready to get back into games you know, to play for enjoyment. Although the best part about the Achievement War is you play games that you wouldn't normally play. And you do discover like discover these gems and support some smaller developers. And honestly, all of these are on Game Pass. If any of them piqued your interest, go check them out. Dead. Oh, sorry. And Pat, what have you been playing? So, I've been kind of talking about this recently. Uh, 2024, I haven't really been gaming a lot. I've been kind of in a in a slump with games, and I thought the Achievement War would kind of jumpstart me out of that. And it really hasn't. I, I've played some stuff. I, I, I try to stay competitive. Uh, unfortunately, it's not going my way, and I, I, I've pretty much called it at this point. So, uh, last weekend when I wanted to kind of step up and kind of give Rick some competition, Rick was at 8,000. I'm like, okay, that's, that's attainable. That's reachable. Uh, he's played probably a lot of smaller games. He's, he's not got a lot in the tank to, to really bump up that score anymore. Cause in previous years, like 10,000 is where we were capping out. Um, so I'm like, all right, it's, it's fine. I can give him a run for his money. So last weekend I, I went through a lot of stuff uh, I played uh, Frog Detective, The Entire Mystery, My Friend Peppa Pig. Both those were relatively short. Frog Detective was kind of weird. Uh, I can't tell if that's a kid's really game. Weird. I can't tell if that's a kid's game or like a kid's game for adults. Like it, it's 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 weird. Um, went back to The Walking Dead season one, played through three episodes of that. Um, kind of thought I would, you know do a little walk in the park. Me and Casey could walk, uh, play the walking dead and kind of watch. She could watch me and we could kind of experience the story together. Uh, but that was taking too long. As you know, that's two hours an episode and you get like 150 to 200 gamer score per episode. So it wasn't really, it wasn't moving along as, as I would have liked. Um, so I had to pick up the pace. So I picked up some of these smaller games, um, played doom 64, uh, that was fun to kind of get back to and use like the old school cheat codes and get into the levels and cheese some of it. Yeah, but it, it was fun. Um, got back to Grounded. I had put 15 hours into Grounded before, put in another five to ten. Um, got got a shit ton of achievement um, achievements in there because I had like the bases built and like the save to build off of. So that was that was nice. Um, I was considering going to Venba, but I never really got around to it. Um, and I think that is pretty much all I played. So all in all, I got 5,000. And then I'm like, all right, we're 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 closing the gap with Rick. You know, this next week, I'm going to kind of kick into high gear. It'll be great. I fucking look at his achievement score at the moment when I finished on Sunday. And he was at like 12,000. 
right now he's at 14,000. So I'm like, he's got almost three times my score and I, I'm at 5,000. I'm, I'm not catching up. Um, on top of that, I got a code for redacted. So I kind of am distracted with redacted right now. Um, and then I'm like, you know, it's fine. I'm not going to catch up to Rick. I don't need to play these random games that I'm not really enjoying, like Peppa Pig and and all of that stuff. So I'm <laughs> going to go back to Prince of Persia, uh, really take my time with Prince of Persia, play some Redacted. Um, I'm considering getting Banish Banishers. We have a long weekend, so uh, Banishers caught my eye. So I think I might get that, play through that, and see if that gets me out of my slump as opposed to uh, the Achievement War. So I, I think the cure for this the last time I kind of went through it, which was like, I think early 2021 um, was finding a game that I'm really invested in that I could have like spent a lot of time into like an RPG. I think at that moment I did uh greedfall greedfall kind of got me out of it. So um, banishers is kind of along that same uh, vein where it's a double a um, seems like a really interesting story. And that's kind of what's going to carry me through the game so i think that'll kind of get me out of there but that's pretty much all i've been playing what's the news what's the news not slow news so let's move on to not slow news so not slow news 2.0 is where we discuss the last few weeks of gaming news not super fast but it's not slow either so let's start with mandalorian game question mark so uh, a new report from Insider Games, Insider Gaming, I'm sorry, uh, claims that first person Star Wars game is in early stages of development from Respawn Entertainment. Now, they say early stages at, at like in the, the beginning of the report, but then later on, they kind of claim that that's it, it might not be in early stages, but we'll we'll go with it. So this this was first reported by Jeff Grubb back in January of 2022. At the time, it wasn't reported on as a Mandalorian game. Um, it was at the time when uh, Mohamed Alvi, who was creative director for Respawn, left the company. Um, and Jeff Grubb reported that he was working on the next big secret project from Respawn. Um, and he was the creative director on it, but Respawn was not going to cancel the project. They're going to continue working on it. At the time, it was described as an ambitious first-person AAA shooter striving for mobility and style, and that it was expected to launch in 2024-2025. The game now is said to be at least one or two years away from being released. So maybe that 2025 window is still accurate um, if they are closer to that one year obviously if they're closer to that two-year development it makes sense games are taking longer to develop it might be a 2026 game but it has now been confirmed that that game was indeed the mandalorian uh and then that whole mobility and style thing uh insider gaming reports the mobility kind of makes sense if you're playing as the mandalorian you have a jetpack um you're going to be moving a lot or moving a lot around a lot uh, they said you can perform horizontal dashing, vertical jumping, and boost sliding, which Chance, you might be able to kind of chime in on this. It's similar to sliding in Apex is what they said. So does that make sense? I mean, I guess if you want to say that. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're reporting. So, um, 
it's described as a very fast paced game, which makes sense. That's what respawn is like kind of known for with their shooters. Uh, and it will reward players for keeping that momentum and that pace going. So, uh, if you're playing as the Mandalorian, uh, or I mean, rewarding players, uh, you'll mainly regen health by successively getting kills. Um, as you're playing as the the Mandalorian bounty hunter, so it's going to give you a wide variety of weapons and gadgets, such as the wrist rocket, the grapple hook, a visor for tagging enemies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, it's also understood that the game will not be an open world game, but will instead have linear levels taking place in a variety of different planets from the Star Wars universe. What are you guys' thoughts on that? It seems like we haven't gotten a big like linear shooter recently that i can remember so it would be a nice change of pace seems like a a call of duty campaign but in like the mandalorian setting kind of it sounds like titanfall 3 with a star wars skin i mean me that's titanfall gonna sell 3. a hell of a lot more just than titanfall 3. titanfall 3 just give me titanfall 3 it's it's gonna sell a hell of a lot more than it's titanfall such 3. like a in the gonads to the people like me you know what's in fall three i get it's even a bigger kick i get it it's star wars it's the it's a brand thing you're obviously going to sell more for a star wars game this is the project that they canceled titanfall 3 for i know it it has to be because you could just take titanfall 3 and just like hey just make it the mandalorian it can they already have it like titanfall 2 is this game what they're describing is titanfall with a Mandalorian skin. They said without the Titans. Sure. But like your pilot movement, it'll be the exact same. You'll just have a jump pack, maybe with longer boosting instead of just it being like a double jump or whatever. But that was a linear shooter campaign. That was not yeah, open. But we world. haven't had one since then. No, I know. Remember. But like I'm just sitting here like I don't ask for much. You know? I think I think I'm like a pretty and I yeah, you still ask for too much. much. And clearly I am asking for too much because asking just for Titanfall 3, that's all I ask for. I don't sit here and I'm like, give us another Bioshock for months and years on end or give us another this, that, and the other, this huge Paper Mario. Paper right. Mario Thank God and or Satan that we got another Paper Mario. Like, and that game was shit. We could have been It was better. not shit. It was it not was shit. Good. It was not good. It was by nowhere near the level players. of old and Paper Mario. Comparing it to other Paper Marios, it is the like the worst Paper Mario game. It's like, better than Sticker Star. Like maybe. Hundred <laughs> percent. No, like, I just like it's hard for me personally. It's I understand why you would make a Mandalorian game over Titanfall. That's like like that's not lost on me. But for me personally, this is just a huge kick in the balls. It's like just give me Titanfall three. It's right there. It is right there. And then at this True, point, it it's won't like sell as much as this game. It like, yeah, but like it's still a like a good title that deserves a third, especially since they themselves fucked it by like we've established releasing it in a poor window for Titanfall 2. Like if they it was self and be EA, not respawn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not blaming respawn for that. Although I'm sure respawn, I don't know why respawn wouldn't be like, hey, maybe we don't want to release it right here. Um, I think they did, but it was kind of like we need the revenue, so we're releasing it. Oh, well, either way, it's like is it going to be a good game? This is this is what Respawn does, right? Outside of like the Jedi the Jedi games, 
Um, this this is respawn. This, this is, is what they're, they're known. This for. is what they did this before Jedi. This, this is why you have come to the acclaim that you have. It was from Titanfall to Apex. Like this is just this is like a we. This could not have been a more perfect wheelhouse as far as a game goes for any developer. Yeah, it is 100%. what they're known for. As of right now, we don't know if this game is gonna have a multiplayer component. You gotta imagine it will, because that just makes a lot of sense, and that's how you kind of keep that games as service aspect going. Uh, not that every game needs that, but it would be nice to have that um, in terms of like a multiplayer shooter. Because right now we have Halo. I haven't really played Call of Duty in forever. Siege is kind of I don't know. It's it's hard to get back into without a group. Um, this would be a nice, fun multiplayer Star Wars game when we don't have Battlefront. So I think, I think it's a good, it's definitely a good option. Um, I know we kind of talked about this last year when they announced all these Star Wars games, but we did talk about the oversaturation of the market with Star Wars, all these Star Wars projects. To me, at this stage in 2024, I don't feel like we have an overabundance of Star Wars games, um, especially with like, you know, developmental hell being uh Kotor being in developmental hell, uh Battlefront kinda we we assumed Battlefront three was happening, but that never happened. Um, you know, they had some canceled Star Wars projects like 1313. Um a a lot of that stuff kinda it has not panned out that we've gotten a shit ton of Star Wars games. So I, I don't think this is too many. We've had the Jedi games, but those have been three, four years apart. So it's not like, and this is a very different game in terms of genre than that. Granted, it's from the same developer, um, different team, but obviously this is still under the same umbrella. But I, I, w- I think this is a welcome addition to Star Wars games. And I, I'm really digging the way Disney is doing this uh, in terms of their licensing, as opposed to what like, warner brothers is doing uh disney is is reaching out to developers where it makes sense and doing these projects uh fucking wb games is trying to do it in-house and they're super slow in terms of getting those games out so by the time the games come out such as suicide squad the whole kind of buzz around games of service has died down and nobody wanted a games of service from a developer that is known for doing single player open world games such as the Arkham series. So all in all, I think Disney's approach is great. And I think this will be a welcome addition to the star Wars games franchise. What do you guys think? Zach, you look confused. I thought Rick was just going to say something. So I was just pausing. I thought you were going to say something. Okay. No, you can go ahead. Not it. All right, I'll go. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. A Star Wars shooter, like I know we had Battle the Battlefront, but I don't think that really counts, especially lately. Um, linear shooter, I'm I'm for it. Especially respawn. I think that it's in good hands, and I'm actually really excited about it. Mm-hmm. I th- I can understand why people say that there's a saturation. I mean, if you go back to like what. 2016 or 2015 we've had a game every year that's star wars branded but they're all different it's like different styles of games like you have like lego star wars and you have like battlefront and then you have like jedi fallen order and squadrons like it's not like 
you're getting the same game. The, the universe has a game like that's mm-hmm. happening every year or so. But I think that they're all so different in like style of play. I mean, because like you can look at like the Jedi games are a Metroidvania slash um, like Souls Light like Souls Light slash Souls like whatever the case may be. Right. So like you, you have like variety in the game. So I, I don't think it's like that much of an issue. And you're also looking at like from like entertainment and like media stuff. It's like arguably the biggest brand of entertainment. Yeah. Like, so you can see why you would want to like, not necessarily milk it, but like get a lot of content out for that. I think it's just disappointing. Cause you kind of look at like, I feel like people might be hesitant for it just because of battlefront. I feel like didn't quite I hit feel like the way when you have the legacy of respawn. Yeah. It's just whether or not that like, baggage. Yeah. I, I agree. I think from a, from a game standpoint, I think it's going to be great. I'm talking about for like casual people who like may not be super familiar with respawns work or whatever, um, like for Titanfall or whatever like that. If they are like not aware of it, I'm are they sure going to think gonna market about it as such? There's no way this trailer doesn't go from the developers of Titanfall. Right, like, yeah. Like the question is, do we get Pedro Pascal? Probably not. Just a I mean, he's not doing anything. <laughs> I mean, I it's, don't think it's I, probably an easy voice acting gig, and then you just mocap, probably, yeah. like they face scan him, and then have uh, a mocap actor kind of use that data to actually do the acting. I can see it if they really want to kind of like put the marketing power behind it. Um I I don't know if we need him, uh, but I think EA or and or Disney might be like, hey, put him in here. Just it'll sell an extra couple million or something right. like that. So I could see it happening. I, I I don't think we need it. I would prefer an original story as opposed to what's his name in the Mandalorian. Um, what is it? I forget what his his name. In Jardin. Din Dinger, yeah, something like that. Um, as opposed to his story, I would prefer an original story because you know, respawn original story, first person shooters, they do a very good job. Um, and they don't have to kind of be in the constraints of the 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 canon or whatever. Uh and they've done such a good job with Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor that it would make sense, but I feel like Disney might just throw him in just to try and sell some more. Um, maybe like last year I would have said, no, you don't need him. But with the reveal of Indiana Jones being Harrison Ford, even though it is Troy Baker, uh, it's still Harrison Ford's likeness. So I feel like it's just the safer option. And this is definitely a safer option than Titanfall three. So yeah, I just want Titanfall three. I'm still going to get this. This is probably going to be the closest I get to Titanfall three. Yeah. I don't think Titanfall three is in active development. So like, which is sad. But it is what it is. Yep. All right. Moving on to Nintendo Switch 2 rumors again. A little deja vu because last week or last podcast, we talked about the Nintendo Switch 2 rumors that suggested it would sport an 8-inch LCD screen. We talked about that. Um, Rumors this week, however, claim that the release date has been pushed back to quarter one of 2025. So there's an internal delay. Uh, this comes from a Brazilian journalist, Pedro Henrique Ludi Lippi. I'm probably saying that wrong, but 
Um, he has he has reported that he has five separate sources that say that they are working on games targeting a Q1 2025 launch alongside the console, which internally slipped out of a previous 2024 target. So we talked about this. We've been talking about this for a while, honestly, because all the rumors were pointing to 2024. Oh, it's going to happen 2024, holiday 2024. That now has seemed to have slipped. And it's not just this Brazilian journalist. Uh, VGC also claims that they've heard from multiple sources independently of this journalist um, that is reporting the same thing, basically. One source told VC, uh, VGC that the delay was so that Nintendo could prepare a stronger first-party software lineup for the console. Um, and then that the the delay would still keep the console within the fiscal year uh, for Nintendo, which is between uh, April 1st, 2024 to March 31st, 2025. So delaying it from holiday to early March, and that's a window that the Switch originally launched at and did very well with. Um, I could see them kind of following that same path. And yeah, maybe delaying it like three, four months to have a stronger launch lineup like they did with the Switch, where it was like a major game every month. Um, keeping that cadence may actually do them more in the long run than would be releasing for the holiday because yeah, you can release during the holiday and you get that holiday bump, but that holiday bump is going to come the year of release. No matter what, if you release in March, you're still going to get that holiday bump in, in the holiday of that year. So what do you, what do you guys think? Is this throwing uh is this raining on your parade? Is this throwing a damper on your preparations? Were you expecting the switch this year? Throwing a damper on um, my fantasy if it came out this year. Yeah, same. No, yeah. I was yeah, but I understand. Like, if it doesn't come out this year, I'm not gonna. And it's not the end of the world. I'm not devastated, but I was hoping it would. I'm more hurt because of my fantasy unannounced game. Yeah, that was I gonna, really needed that. To, as I really needed this up. This what? delay would delay any first party games that are launching as exclusives for this console, which is rumored to be. Uh, first or mainline 3D Mario game, but it might prove fine for games that were originally announced for Switch, which we assume to be cross-gen, such as Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, that's what that's what the best part about Nintendo. Nintendo's a real G when it comes to this. They're like, you know, like what Breath of the Wild, get it on Wii U or the Switch. Um, they're they're really good at being like, okay, cool. Well, I know next next system came out but you can still get this game on their old system so honestly i think they'd probably go that route i'm sure there's going to be a lot of backwards compatibility so they'll probably release games that could be played on the next switch but can also also be played on the current switch yeah i think they'd be fools not to have backwards compatibility i think it might be a little bit of uh how it was for like the game boy advance versus the game boy where game boy games play on the game boy advance no problem you just can't put the game boy advance games into the, the game, game boy yeah yeah because it's like it's the same they won't fit yeah the exactly yeah the cartridge wouldn't so. fit <laughs> I, I feel like it might be something like that um that that also kind of deters piracy as we've seen there's some uh cartridge hacks being released for the switch um allegedly no, i i don't know anything about those um but yeah 
So I could definitely see Nintendo uh, kind of going that route. Um, I'm I'm disappointed because I did fully expect this to come out this year. I think it's time. The Switch was dated since it came out in terms of having third-party support and being on the same power level as the old generation of consoles, even compared to now we are in the current gen of consoles. So, you know, delaying it another year does it make a huge difference in in the long run? Probably not. It's probably going to be like four or five months delay, but it would certainly have been nice to have that this holiday um, where I would have more free time to play as opposed to March where it's not exactly like a week or so I have off. But regardless, whenever this console comes out, I'm going to get it. Um, I had some cash to not some cash, but some gift cards to burn from GameStop uh, from when I had traded in my Xbox before the Xbox series came out. Cause as you know, I won the series X from Taco Bell, so I didn't have to actually get the series X. So I have some cash left over that I was going to use for the next major console release, which I thought was going to be this, but we'll, we'll wait a little bit more. Hopefully GameStop doesn't go out of business before this launches. Um, but yeah, uh, which, which games are you thinking what the delay for a bigger launch lineup? What are you expecting besides what we were already expecting? Do you think we assume there's going to be a Mario game that launches with this? Correct. Yeah. Do you think the delay is for like a Mario party? Do you think it's for Mario like, Kart? Like Odyssey? I would expect like Odyssey two. Oh, well, Odyssey two, or like a th- the three D platformer. I would expect that to be a launch. I would expect there to be. It's too early uh, for a Zelda. It's right? too early for a Zelda. I think you could see the mainline Mario platformer and a Mario Kart launching at the same time. Is it too early for another Smash Brothers? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. 2018 was I the last. I don't know. Wasn't it? 2018 was the yeah. last one. They, keep, yeah. they kept adding characters and stuff. And how much is it going to change? What else? What, I mean... I mean, there's so many, like, that's, that's the thing with these games, though, even, like, Mario Kart and Mario Party, they've, like, they just released, like, Super Mario Party Superstars, like, not too long ago, and then Mario Kart, they've been keeping up with adding new maps and adding new characters and stuff like that, so th- it's, like, the games have been supported, and similarly to, like, Super Smash, so, although Do I guess... get an ARMS 2 chance. ARMS 2? Yes, legs, if you will. Did, did did Smash Ultimate um end their phases of like bringing in characters and stuff? Yeah, I think the last Battle Pass characters already released like earlier last year. Okay. I'm assuming, or was it the year before? Yeah. I don't even know how long it's been. I haven't been keeping up on those. Okay, then yeah, I guess I guess you could see a super a new Super Smash come out. Yeah, I mean we have that. So what what's the reason I thought this was going to be a slam dunk that this is coming out this year is because for this year, in terms of Nintendo, we don't know a lot. We know that they have that Princess Peach game. Right. We know yeah. they have the remake of uh, Thousand, Thousand Year, year Door. Door. But then everything and else is pretty barren, right? There's a remaster of like Luigi's Mansion 2 or something like that. Um, but those are not enough to kind of hang your hat on for the the latter half of the year. So I was expecting them to come out with bangers to be like launch games for the switch too. But 
Um, if this has been delayed, what do they? How, how do they? How do they shift for this year? I mean, there are rumors that Nintendo has a lot of games already developed that they're saving for a rainy day, such as the Zelda remakes for uh, Twilight Princess and uh, Ocarina of Time. Do you think we get those? I think that would be the perfect thing to hold people over until, um, until like the game comes out. Because you got to be thinking like the games that if they're already like prepped for this, like the if if the plan was to have these games come out with the console, then they're, they're obviously not going to like release any anything prior to the console. Like that's just not going to happen. Even if it's like made on Switch and Switch Two or whatever, like it's just not going to happen. So you would need to do something like major major remakes that would like like these have to be like it has to be like an ocarina of time it has to be of like that level of what about a pokemon remake pokemon stadium (laughs) well i was thinking they did let's go eevee and pikachu Mm -hmm. what's the pokemon from gold and silver oh i mean you have like like, let's go lugia and you have like else you had Lugia, you had like Latios and Latios was after. You had Lugia, Lugio. You had like Entei. Lugio. It was Lugio? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no idea. It's Oho, Oho, like the, the bird? No, that, was, that wasn't the legendary, was it? Yes, it was the one on top of the temple. I trust chance. I trust chance, but. Oh, Ho-O. Not Oh. Oh, yeah, Ho-O. And Lugia. Pokemon. Lugio and Lugio. <laughs> Lugio. It wouldn't surprise me, brother. <laughs> I thought you said Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm like, how did Yu-Gi-Oh end up Pokemon? Um no, uh, I mean, because what you could go back. What what were the were those the legendary for gold? No, I thought those were Yeah, it was gold was Ho-Ho and Silver was Lugio. Where was and which then, which generation was like the Entei and like I think it was the same because they had crystal. Oh yeah, they had the crystal version. Well, yeah, but it was still the same crystal. generation. Yeah. Crystal was like Sukswing or Sukane or whatever. If you say so. I had the game. I don't know what it was, what the thing was. It was a dog, right? Yeah, Ente was a dog. But he had a. um. But they had like an electric dog and like an ice dog thing as well. Because that's what was on the crystal. I yeah, Sue Sukane or Sue or Sukane is the ice one. Yeah, Ente is the fire one, and then I don't know why we can't remember it's the electric, electric one, right? Like Zapdos. Zapdos is the bird. <laughs> Ellie Kid, <laughs> huh? Ellie Kid. No, that's Electra. That's elect Electra Buzz is child version, isn't it? I don't know. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. It. it was Raikou. So, yeah, it's Raikou. Okay. Yeah, Raikou. Raikou. Yeah. Totally. Oh, not Raichu! Raikou! <laughs> it sounds like the fucking ramblings of a crazy person. It's Raichu, no Raikou! Raikou! <laughs> what the fuck do I know? I called it Lugio. Lugio? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought Ho was different from from that generation for some reason, so I just did not even no, think about No, because... It. Never mind. Yeah, we're we're getting way off topic. But anyway, oh, now we're okay. No, we're on topic. Like, we're because on we topic. never because we never get off topic. We need to stay on topic. This we could do. have been on topic. Like 
which dog We're only was off the topic if Matt can't contribute crazy. to the off topicness. True. No, it's an ice That's dog. very true. Or yeah, the electric dog. You're yeah, an ice dog. Legendaries. I'm icy dog in my veins. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very mamba. Anyway, um, it's not mamba. What do you mean? <laughs> it's about as mamba as it gets. Uh, but yeah, like if, if we just end up getting remakes or remasters or stuff like that for the rest of the year, is is that a, a weak year for the Switch? Can they can they maintain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can. It maintain. depends on the remasters. It's the Switch. I would say it has to be a remake, right? Are you okay with an Ocarina of Time just like remaster, or would you want to like remake? I mean, they already remastered it for the It'd 3DS hard to remake it. and the yeah. I don't know. Is it just HD? Is that the only thing? Um, I wouldn't really want a lot of changes. I wouldn't really want the art style to be changed into like their current engine either. That's all. All these Zelda games have very unique art styles, and kind of taking those out and removing them kind of takes away some of the charm. But I, I don't know. Whatever it is for Ocarina, I'm going to buy it. But I don't want I, Nintendo to know that, even though they already know that, you know? So I'll buy it if they do a twofer with uh, Majora's Mask. I think Twilight Princess and Ocarina dual pack is more likely than Majora's Mask. Twilight Princess. You have to put the princessa. You have to put the emphasis. Princess. On the long syllable. Syllable. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's a weak year. And I think they sustain. I, I would feel differently if it wasn't with the understanding that, like, okay, yeah, a new Switch is coming out the very next year, like months after. I feel like it, I feel I feel differently in the way we talk about like PlayStation when it's like they're not showing us a lot or they don't have much to bring to the table. Is that a concern? I feel more worried about like PlayStation having something like this than like Nintendo because of like where they are transitionally. Speaking of which, is it a weak year for PlayStation? Because what do they have this year? But that's what I'm saying, right? Like you look yeah. at the two, you look at the two, and it's like almost like a perfect comparison. You have both of them who like maybe barren isn't the right word, but like not a lot to show for a year. But one is transitioning into a new console. This one's had the console for four years now or whatever. And you're like, why aren't you showing a shit when Xbox is sitting here like, oh, we'll just keep adding stuff and keep showing you stuff or whatever. But like, right, I understand, I mean, like, they're still, they're the still, competition's different. They're still riding the coattails of like their IP. So, I mean, even with having nothing for relatively two years, I would say for PlayStation, if, if this year they don't have anything, last year all they had was Spider Man, which, as you know, this podcast is not very high on Spider Man, too. Um, they're still the top, they're, they're the best selling console. I mean, I'm not concerned with them from like a fiscal sales standpoint i'm not concerned about that at all i just like from like games and stuff like that i'm not concerned about nintendo um like in really any capacity especially because like you said i mean they're they're sitting on stuff like they've got to be sitting on stuff so true yeah i mean they do have a much better release cadence than i'd say playstation at this point oh yeah and and Um, that's and that's just nothing to say about whatever nintendo direct they're going to do in the summer where they're just going to drop whatever out I mean, of the blue with nothing there no leaks or anything like that's yeah, happened before we'll kind of talk about that later but there there was a a rumored nintendo direct that was supposed to be this week which got pushed back because some other stuff was going on but we'll, we'll talk about that uh during our topic of show um 
ultimately I would be a little disappointed if that was the case that the switch got delayed. Um, but we're going to, like, I'm going to get it regardless. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll find out. Do do they, do they still talk about it this year? You think, or do they just kind of sit on it a little bit more? The switch too. Oh no. Yeah. They talk. about They talk about at least by the end of the year. Yeah. They'll say, they'll have a director be like, this is a firm release date for 2025 because if it's getting pushed into the first quarter, of 2025 they're gonna say something about like a release date when did they talk about the switch because that came out in march of 2017 i think the first time we officially heard from nintendo about the switch i want to say it was like august the year before i'm googling it right now uh the switch was unveiled on october 20th 2016 okay so october so even later than august so yeah maybe that's the timeline seems right you probably come out with another commercial that showcases i don't know if you need something as everybody understands the switch at this point so you don't need a commercial to show the capabilities of the switch as much i think you you lead with the software but that timeline seems right to me and then maybe at the game awards you have another hey look at this it's happening and then all out yeah. marketing for the Super Bowl or something. I don't know. Right. Yeah. So. We'll see. All right. Let's move on to our topic of show, which is the state of Xbox. So over the past week and a half ish, um, probably like right after our last podcast, honestly, uh, rumors started coming out from multiple sources. Uh, including like, you know, leakers and insiders or whatever, that Xbox was considering putting their games on other consoles. And the second this news started coming out, fanboys just went crazy. And then it kind of just snowballed as people were saying, oh, yeah, they're no longer going to be making consoles. They're going to be putting all of their major exclusives like Halo, Gears, Starfield. That's coming to everything. They're they're getting out of the console business. They're only going to be a publisher. All of this stuff. And it just kind of got completely out of hand. Um, people were talking about like, there's no point in being an Xbox fan. I'm going to sell my Xbox, all the shit. And as we were talking, we're like, I don't understand all of this. Like, why does a game coming to another platform diminish your purchase when you've already made that purchase. But that's, that's the whole fanboyism aspect of it. And during all this time, Microsoft was relatively quiet until they finally announced that they'll discuss their plans for the future of Xbox on the Xbox official podcast, which happened yesterday, uh, February 15th. So we're going to talk about what we learned from that podcast. It was relatively short about 22 minutes. Uh, it had Sarah Bond, uh, Matt Booty, and Phil Spencer on, um, kind of like an interview format. And they just wanted to kind of clear the air and get the messaging straight. So what we did learn was that they are not changing their strategies completely. They're not putting every game on every platform. It is four particular games that are going to be launching on other consoles. They didn't tell us which games they didn't tell us, tell us which consoles, but they gave us some very specific context clues that we can use to figure out which games they are. So all the games are over a year old. Two of the games are community driven and two of the games are smaller games 
that were never meant to be like these major platform exclusives. Um, they also confirmed that neither of or none of those games are Starfield or Indiana Jones. Because again, the rumors were going crazy and they had to address that. So using those context clues, we can kind of figure out that the games are going to be grounded, hi-fi rush, Sea of Thieves, and Pentiment. Um, originally, I thought it would be Forza Motorsport, but then I realized that they said all the games are over a year old and Forza Motorsport is not over a year old. So it, it's got to be grounded. And that, you know, that makes sense to have those games that are not like huge games, but they were these kind of passion projects. Um, both Pentiment and Grounded were passion projects from Obsidian. Hi-Fi Rush was a passion project from Tango Gameworks. And Sea of Thieves was this like small, almost games preview that they kind of built upon for the last couple of years uh, from Rare. So they've been out for a while. It makes sense to put them on other platforms because anybody in the Xbox environment either already has Game Pass or has already bought this game, these games, if they were interested in them. These games have also been sold and placed on uh, PC. So you've already had the PC audience kind of get, get them if they need them. Grounded was kind of one of the, the highest played games on Steam when it came out. I think um, Hi-Fi Rush was also pretty up there in, in the stealth launch that it came out in. So uh, it makes sense to bring these to other platforms. The reason they didn't talk about them was I think because they have an, a deal with Nintendo that Nintendo gets to announce that. So they can't outright come out and say that. And the rumor was there's going to be a Nintendo direct this week, uh, a partner direct that was going to have the trailers for these games coming to switch. So that's why Xbox had to wait till Thursday to talk about it. Obviously that direct never happened. So we got the rumors that that direct was pushed back because of this whole switch delay and all of this stuff. Um, so a lot of like kind of Moving the perfect parts. storm of stuff happening at once. But what do you guys think about these four games coming to other consoles? Is it I'm the end of the world? pretty proud of myself because I, I called Grounded. <laughs> I figured that, that's a game that definitely deserves more. Thank you. Love. Thank you. That uh, <laughs> deserves more. Uh, yeah, more love, more attention. And uh, like it needs to be spread out a lot more because that's that is such a fun game. I think especially mm. if it gets on the Switch, like it's not like too enhanced graphically. The Switch would None have a hard time really with are. it. All of these should no. run on the Switch. And honestly, Unless I rush yeah, maybe might not say run like, at sixty FPS, but yeah. So, yeah, I guess the Switch is used to it, right? Yeah, I'm, ex <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. So. Not the end of the world, not the end of Xbox, not the end of exclusives, as people were kind of yelling doom and gloom. Um, but that's not the only thing we learned from this small uh, podcast from the official Xbox podcast. Um, we did find out that their uh, console exclusives, Phil states, that console exclusives are going to be a smaller and smaller part of the game industry in the future. What are your thoughts on this? Do you agree? Do you disagree? I mean, we're kind of already seeing it in terms of PlayStation. Can can you believe, like five years ago, if somebody suggested God of War and Last of Us are going to be on PC, would you 
have called them crazy? Maybe. Yeah, probably. I've called them clinically insane. But here <laughs> we are. <laughs> so, I mean, I agree. I think you still need those, like, blockbuster exclusives like Starfield, Indiana Jones, Halo, uh, Last of Us, God of War. You need those games to bring people to your platform. But those don't have to be only available on your platform all the time. I think this strategy is very smart. And we've kind of already seen Sony implement it with their PlayStation titles. Horizon 2 came out on PlayStation. A year later, it's out on... Wait, is it Horizon 2? Or was it 1? I don't remember. Only there was a way to find out. There isn't. Uh, God of War <laughs> came out in 2018. By like 2021 or something, it was out on PlayStation. So letting these games live on your console until they've kind of run their course with your audience and then bringing them to other consoles, I think is a is a perfectly acceptable strategy. I don't understand this whole clinging to a game that you don't want to let it go and you don't want anyone else to play it because you like it so much. If you like it so much, you should want other people to play it because, again, that adds more revenue to the developers, the publishers. That gets a sequel greenlit. No, yeah, I mean that makes sense from the business standpoint. The thing we're confused about is why the fans care. Is it just like a "I want to have it and you don't have it" kind of thing? I think it's or is like, just like who cares? Like you have it. That's the point. Like I, th I think it's the mentality of when you're a kid. And your parents are like, you can only get one. We're not going to buy you two consoles. That's just insane. You only have the budget for one. You got to pick one. And whichever one you pick, you're stuck with. So you want to do everything you can as a child to reinforce that you made the right decision. And that's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Halo because I have an Xbox. I'm not a fan. I, I didn't know about Halo before I got an Xbox. But now that I right. have an Xbox, I need to play Halo because... Right. It has to justify my choice. So I think that's kind of the, the thing. Right, but, but, but why does Halo going to PlayStation affect you? It, it shouldn't. It's that's that thinking yeah. that people but never grow sense. out of. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Like, it's like, yeah, you may have to pick an Xbox, but little Jimmy down the street picking PlayStation shouldn't affect you. Like, you know I, what I mean? It's, it it's make the sense. kind of thinking that a normal adult would grow out of. But there's these fans that are fanboys that we call them even if you wanted, but even if you wanted to think childishly i feel like it would be like a this is my way to stick it to you playstation like our games are so good they're coming out on like your console kind of thing right like even it's a fallacy even in their own thinking to be negative about this yeah I mean, like, it just doesn't make only, any sense it's only in our industry too because it's not like Oh, the Columbia Pictures movie is not available to be played on the Samsung DVD player. Like that would be insane if anybody pitched that. <laughs> like, right? I, I get. I guess we have streaming services where stuff's available on Disney Plus and it's not available on Netflix and and whatnot. But it's not like your TV can't play it. It's yeah, like it's a licensing thing. Like you can you can still play that movie on your TV or television. in your DVD player, or your Blu-ray player, yeah. or whatever. So like your hardware know. is not incapable of playing these things or running these things, but yeah. So 
it's it's definitely weird and to see this reaction i think i think phil is right that in the future these are going to be a smaller and smaller part because as we've been talking about for years now games are getting harder to make they're taking more money to make they're taking more time to make how do you, you get make more, more money. money is you bring it to a bigger audience than just your platform um we've been seeing that from playstation i don't think playstation is going to be bringing games to xbox per se but everybody should be bringing games to PC. And if Nintendo is so out there that it's not seen as a competitor directly to this generation, which, I mean, I disagree with that, you know, inherently, but in the eyes of the court, we saw that during that Activision Blizzard trial, uh, the courts didn't count Nintendo as in competition with uh, PlayStation or Xbox. So why not bring your games to to Switch? Right. We'll see if Sony adopts something similar, but I definitely think that's that's the future we're headed for, and maybe that'll officially stop the console wars. But who knows? Um, another thing we learned is kind of uh, Xbox sees putting their games on other platforms as a way to get players interested in Xbox, and this is kind of the other side of this. You put out Hi-Fi Rush on Switch, and then all of a sudden Hi-Fi Rush Two comes out. And if that's an exclusive for Xbox and PC, that person who bought it and played it on Switch is like, shit, I want to play that. Maybe I should get a Series X. Maybe I should get it on PC. And both of those things are a benefit to Xbox because they're getting the money for the PlayStation for the PC purchase, or they're getting somebody to purchase their hardware and bring them into their ecosystem. So that makes a lot of sense on the business side. Not really a consumer-focused thing, but I can 100% see why that strategy would work. Um, PlayStation's doing something similar with, here's Last of Us Part 1 Remastered, it's on PC, you want to play Last of Us 2, it's on PlayStation only, mm -hmm. and then a year later it's going to come to PC. But if you don't want to wait a year, come play it on PlayStation. Um, the other thing that they talked about is that Xbox isn't going anywhere. Um, Sarah Bond did mention all first party games will be coming to Game Pass on day one. All first party games will be on Xbox. They're not going to be abandoning the Xbox platform. Again, this was one of the rumors. And that Game, pa game Pass will only be on the Xbox console. Like, that's the only console it'll be available on. It's not suddenly that if you have Game Pass, you can play the game on Switch. I'm sure Nintendo doesn't want that either. They want the money. They want you to buy games on Switch and not just use a subscription that they're not getting paid for. So all of that makes sense. It seems it's business as, you, as, as usual at Xbox. Um, they also talked about having the highest amount of users ever on PC, on console, and cloud. They're at an all-time high, which makes sense. Gaming is like at an all-time high, so why wouldn't they be at an all-time high for all these platforms? And uh, they also said that they are still working on hardware. So there's some exciting stuff coming this holiday, according to Sarah Bond, which we all know from leaked court documents. That's going to be Project Brooklyn, Project Elwood, and Pro Project Sabeel. Uh Brooklyn is the Series X, all digital. Uh, Elwood is the uh, slim version of the Series S. And then Sabeel is the controller. Um, which has some like additional haptic feedback and and uh, uh, built-in battery and all that stuff. So um, all that stuff should be coming this holiday. 
and then they also mentioned, or they teased, I, I should say, that they are working on the next generation roadmap. And I quote, they want to deliver the largest technical leap in a hardware generation ever. So what does that mean? Does that mean the biggest turn biggest jump in terms of power? Um, do that does that mean something else? Do they want to do a, a generational leap in terms of immersion, in terms of like here's VR that we're supporting? What do you guys think? I think maybe like a hundred dollar Game Pass machine. <laughs> See, to me, it sounds like they're they they want to continue to make the most powerful console. So I think they're it's going to be a five hundred dollar box again. I don't think it's going to have a disc drive. I don't know if it'll be shaped like a tower, or if it'll be like a a rectangle or a sphere or a pyramid, the most powerful shape in the in the universe. Um, Triangles, baby. Office, office reference. Um, but I, I do think that they are Xbox isn't all of a sudden stopping their console business. I think what they're doing here is, is another leg to support their console business, but you're always going to be able to buy an Xbox machine that. Plays Xbox. Games. <laughs> Blacked out for a second for me, did. <laughs> All right. Did anyone yeah, else lag or was it just me? It was just I bad. mean, for me, all of you lagged, but okay. Okay. Anyway, um, they also said that they're going to be focusing on cross-play, cross-progression, and cross-save, and backwards compatibility and forwards compatibility because they want to support your vision to play on all of your devices, no matter where you are. They want you to be able to buy your game once and play wherever. Uh, I don't know how much that'll work on other platforms. I can't see Sony and Nintendo being on board with, hey, you bought your game on Xbox, come play it on our console for free with that same license. Um, but it is a nice thought <laughs> if we can ever get that. Uh, they also talked about Activision Blizzard King games coming to Game Pass. All of them will be coming to Game Pass day and date, uh, starting with Diablo 4. Obviously, that's not day and date because it's already out. But Diablo 4 will be coming to Game Pass on, excuse me, on March 28th of 2024. So, a little over a month away. What do you? What do you? It was. Is this the first game you were expecting? Is this not enough? Out the gate, or it's, were you expecting like the retro games to come sooner? I figured the retro games would come a little sooner just because it seems like so easy when they did the Bethesda. Like it was like, boom, mm -hmm. now you can get all of these on PC. Here you go. But it's it's a hell of a statement like Diablo four, like, boom, right away. There you go. And it's funny because I, I think last year somebody had interviewed one of the Diablo devs and said, like, hey, when is your game coming to Game Pass now that you're officially part of Xbox? And I think they said, like, Fuck that shit. Our game's never coming to Game Pass. And then it's the first one to come to Game Pass. So uh, that says a lot. I think uh, some people had questions whether, oh, maybe Call of Duty's too big to put on Game Pass day and date. Maybe Diablo's too big. Maybe they'll just buy Activision and have it be separate and those games won't come to Game Pass. Or maybe there'll be another tier of Game Pass. But no, 
all those games are going to come to Game Pass. The new Call of Duty this year, fully expected to come to Game Pass, whatever that is, you know, Space Warfare 2 or whatever the hell they're at at this point. Um, yeah, so fully expect that to come to Game Pass. I think the retro games they are working on, um, some of the licensing deals are probably stuff that you can't really, you got to work on with like having music and all that shit figured out. Um, but yeah, interesting. I'm excited to to get some of those like older Spider-Man games. Maybe if we can get that working, um, Shattered Dimensions is kind of like a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, another thing that they kind of talked about, which they kind of snuck in there, was that Game Pass subs have grown to 34 million. The last figure that we had was 25 million, which was in 2023. It's all well and good. They're growing. I guess that's good. Um, and then they did say that they have double digit growth on both in terms of PC and cloud. So I, I don't think that they're hurting. I don't think this is a, a desperation move. I think this is just, we're going to do this cause we want more money and that's it. <laughs> so I don't think Xbox is in trouble. I don't think, you know, a lot of. Xbox games are going to be coming. I think they are dipping their toes into it a little bit in terms of these four games. I don't think these four games will be it. Could you see? Uh, I, I don't think Halo Infinite would come to other platforms, um, but I could definitely see some smaller Bethesda games in the future. Redfall seems like why not put that on other platforms? You know? Starfield maybe might be too big. Indiana Jones may be too big. Blade probably too big. But what else is Activision? I, I always on? crash maybe. I always wanted to see the olive branch of Halo Combat Evolved going to the Switch. I think that'd just be hilarious. <laughs> just Halo One. Here you go. <laughs> I think I was banking on the be... Master Chief being a Smash Brothers guy, and then like boom. Crossover. Crash would be easy. Yeah. Crash, think, Crash is already PlayStation. Yeah. Do, do you think Nintendo reciprocates? And what puts Mario on Xbox? Absolutely. <laughs> Not Mario, but what, what about like... Uh, Xenoblade? Yeah. Xenoblade or... Uh, Mega Man or... Well, Mega Man's already on everything. All right, well, fuck <laughs> it. I don't Sega. know. Like, you're right yeah capcom capcom i'm sorry capcom yeah yeah um oh um no what's what's the fucking fucking arms i don't know (laughs) oh uh what's the paintball one you like chance splatoon 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 3 that's a that's a game you need a lot of players for why not put that on xbox have it run 120 fps hdr all that shit I don't think it's likely, but you never know. <laughs> I don't think Nintendo would ever want to do that. <laughs> I mean, they have a good relationship, clearly. Yeah, like, I don't think the relationship is bad. I just think it's a very one-sided. Like, I don't think I don't think Nintendo gives. <laughs> Nintendo just takes. <laughs> uh, N- Nintendo doesn't go down. Is what you're saying? Nintendo doesn't put out. <laughs> Uh, yeah i mean it's it's just funny how quickly the fanboys 
first of all, abandoned Xbox in terms of, oh shit, you're putting it on, you're putting your games on different consoles. I'm fucking out. I'm not, this is not my shit anymore. I'm selling my Xbox. Like, that doesn't even make sense. And they wouldn't be able to, then what are they going to do? Go buy a PlayStation to play the Xbox games? Like, I mean, it makes sense, right? That's you buy a PlayStation, you get the PlayStation exclusives. A year later, you may get the Xbox exclusives. If I just don't understand why the strategy was going all multi-platform. I didn't didn't think it was a bigger deal. And then everybody, like you were like putting stuff in the Discord, and you're like, people are angry, and I was just like, I don't know why people are mad. I don't know. People are. I don't know. People like being tribalistic. I mean, it's like human nature. It's like us versus them. Like they need to make it like a a competition and everything. I mean, with sports, even down to consoles, you know, it's like us versus them mentality. It makes sense though, right? Like you can't like. There's unwritten rules and shit. Like you can't support one team and the rival team. You know. Yeah, but you can you can give kudos but, when the team is clearly better yeah, than your yeah, team. Yeah, you can like give Michigan yeah. fucking won the championship. Great Shut job. The up. They cheated. We don't talk about them. They're a bunch of trash. They're they're garbage. And they're <laughs> gonna get stripped of their fucking title, and they're gonna they be worked hard, gonna, and it clearly paid off. No, 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 no. We don't. I don't accept this. You don't follow it nearly as closely, and I don't need to hear this from you. You of all people are the. You're the last person I want to hear this from. Like, honestly, I'm just saying they worked hard and all of their hard work paid off when they annihilated OSU. Piss off. They they didn't (laughs) annihilate us. They were just lucky that our quarterback sucked ass. And we gave the we gave the driver a Ferrari when the driver's only ever driven a station wagon. Like that was the fucking problem. So on that day, they were the better team is what you're saying. No, they were not like they were. (laughs) I mean, the one. The better team doesn't always win. That happens in sports. I I feel like the better team slash person always wins. I don't want to talk about this. I <laughs> I had gotten over it. I moved on. <laughs> uh, anyway, it it is interesting that like so many people are talking about this when a month ago was it a month ago at this point. Yeah, it's still February. A month ago, when their Xbox Developer Direct came out, we're all praising them for their tra- their transparency, their their talk of these games, these games that are coming out this year. They have four uh, awesome games lined up for this year, one every quarter. Everything is going great. And then a couple of rumors and all of that goodwill is suddenly out the window until they have to come out and like reiterate hey everything's okay nothing is on fire (laughs) everything's fine meanwhile sony doesn't put out anything like last year and has nothing on slate for this year and everyone's just like cool playstation 5 awesome death stranding cool (laughs) the playstation fanboys are much more calm and reserved (laughs) like they're they're much more mature in what's occurring clearly like I just, I just don't. I there's nothing that can really be explained to me that would make me understand why people on the Xbox side not upset, unless they felt like they were like Xbox was like in financial straits or something. I mean, even if it uh, is, even like, if they are, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. Like, honestly, I'm more of a PC gamer at this point than consoles. Like, even the game, like even the Achievement Wars. Most of that was done on PC for me. So I don't know. It seems it seems like PC gamers are winning because you're going to get PlayStation games. You're going to get Xbox games day and date on Game Pass. Like, 
if you really care about games, get everything or get a PC. PC and Switch seems to be the best combination. Just if, it's just like if you don't want games like delayed coming to you on PC. Yeah. The, the like, only thing with PC is that sometimes developers don't pay a lot of attention to port those games correctly and you get a lot of problems like Jedi Survivor or yeah, I mean, I have this conversation. Even had issues. I mean, I've had this conversation with with Parth and and Jonah and them a lot. They're like a game that we played on console that we love, like Jedi Survivor, for example. Like Parth would go play it, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, it was like buggy and this, that, and the other, or whatever." And I'd be like, "Yeah, I didn't run into any." It was buggy on Series X as well. But I didn't really run into many of those issues. You can't tell the difference between thirty and sixty FPS. Sure, I can. Who are you to say that I can't? It's double you or half the difference. You didn't the notice the chromatic aberration issue on fucking... Because the screen is smaller. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not looking at the edges of the screen when I'm playing Assassin's Creed. No. In my mind, Zach just needs glasses. So I everything's blurry to him constantly. <laughs> I wear contacts. Well, get I, new I, ones. <laughs> I look in the middle of the screen. Why are you looking at the edges? Keep your peripheral vision. At least I do. Yeah, but I'm fu- I'm an assassin. Eagle-eyed vision, man. I look oh, yeah, assassin. Not known for being aware of their surroundings at all, right? <laughs> Goddamn. Eagle-eyed vision. I I kept everything in the proper field of view. I didn't oh, need to get shit from the sides. Like, oh god. Or I noticed it and just didn't care enough because I adapt. I persevere. <laughs> See, I, I care about quality. Zach's over here eating at McDonald's. I'm eating at a fucking three Michelin star restaurant. For God's sakes, you're getting Taco Bell tonight, and we all know it. Which <laughs> is way better than McDonald's, all right? It's you're in another a- league. Oh, my God. You're insane. <laughs> no, no. If, 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 we're comparing, if we're comparing McDonald's to Taco Bell, Taco Bell is Michigan. They're the, they're the champions. And McDonald's is OSU. They're the losers. Just end the podcast. Get the fuck out. You don't understand anything you're talking about. You don't understand anything you're talking about. <laughs> um, so yeah, nothing's don't don't count Xbox out. Business as usual, games are still coming, all of that stuff. Support subtitles. Wow. <laughs> Let's end the podcast with a game we like to call subpar subtitles, and that's S-U-B hyphen T-I-T-L-E. Uh, where I take the principle that game developers like naming their games with uh, franchise colon subtitle. For example, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So I take a fake subtitle, intermix it with a bunch of real ones, and it's our panel's job here to figure out which one is the fake one. We keep score all year. Last year, Rick won. This year, Rick has taken an early lead with three points, and the rest of uh, the hosts here have nothing. Uh, so Chance is exactly where he was all of last year. Um, but anyway, you guys ready? Yep. Yep. All right, so let me pull it up here. Take off my glasses so you can't see in my glasses uh, what Mine the answers too. are. <clears throat> the Sleeping Dragon, Astro Monkey's Revenge, Hand of Gilgamesh and Trains, Power, Money, and Hunger Strike. Uh, is that five? 
One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Uh, so I will read those again for those of you listening at home. We have The Sleeping Dragon, Astro Monkey's Revenge, Hand of Gilgamech, Trains, Power, Money, and Hunger Strike. Uh, Rick, since you are in the lead, why don't you go first? I really want to say A. So I'm going to go A. A, the sleeping dragon for Rick. Zach? I'm going to go E. E, hunger strike. There's no way you name a game after a hunger strike. Right? Yeah, I was thinking that too. For There's Zach. No uh, chance. Um, so we picked D and E or A and E? A and E. So if you want to go C, then you got one every other. (laughs) Uh, What was C again? C was Hand of Gilgamech. I'll do that one. All right. C for chance. So we got A, C, and E. Uh, Those answers are locked in. So now time for the twist. So you guys will get three points if your answer is correct, or you can choose to say all real or all fake. If you choose all real or all fake, and that is indeed the case, get double the points for a total of six. So, Rick, what do you say? I really want to say all real, but I'm going to stick with my answer. Rick is sticking. Zach? I'm going to stay. Zach is staying. Chance. Um, since everyone else is staying, I might as well just stay myself. All right. Chance is staying as well. So, Broken Sword, the Sleeping Dragon. Real game. Uh, Willie Jetman, Astro Monkey's Revenge. Real game. SteamWorld Quest, Hand of Gilgamech. Real game. A Train. Trains, power, money, real game. Bowling evolved, hunger strike. Oh, not a real game. I just made that oh, up. It's hunger it's strike. It's not real. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's what I was hoping you guys would be thinking of when I said hunger strike, like bowling strike. Uh, no, I was anyway. like a cooking game or something. Like, there's no, there's no way you're gonna name a cooking game after hunger. <laughs> But anyway, so that means Zach gets three points. So Zach is now tied with Rick at three apiece. Uh, thanks for listening. Remember, you can catch us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Uh, no, Google Podcasts is not a thing anymore. So Apple Podcasts or Spotify. YouTube Podcasts kind of took over Google Podcasts because they're both owned by the same company. But you know, you can figure that out. Um, you can reach <laughs> us with any questions, comments, or concerns. Talk about how Hunger Strike would make a really cool bowling game at the Untitled Gaming Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media. Uh, reach us at Twitter at TUGPOD, on Instagram at TUG underscore POD, on threads, apparently. Uh, on Reddit at r slash tugpod, on Facebook, the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Shout us out, you know, talk about how Michigan is the better team. No, no, you can block. Talk about how Titanfall 3 is never happening. Why are you like Uh, (laughs) You can also check us out on twitch.tv slash checkbot. Why are you this way? (laughs) We stream Plumber's Gate every (laughs) 
Tuesday until we're beating that game and then we'll move on to something else. And obviously the podcast every other Friday. Uh, we ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews. Five star reviews for us. One star review for every other podcast. My my phone, I need a new phone. My phone keeps dying like right around this time. I'm at 18% battery. You know, there's this thing, this new piece of technology called a charger. It's running out too quickly. I'll charge it and it won't even last a full day. Before it was like a day and a half. What does that tell you about the battery? The battery's you're, going. Yeah, you're clearly not keeping it charged. The battery health is poor. I don't know what you're doing to your battery. I'm using my phone. What you mean? He's playing too much Marvel Snap is what it sounds like. I'm playing just enough Marvel Snap. (laughs) This is addiction. This is addiction talking. (laughs) I'm playing just enough and I can stop whenever I want. The problem is I don't want to stop. I mean, I've, you know, I had to go to the doctor for a carpal tunnel, but he said the the worst thing you can do is stop playing. (laughs) (laughs) Today, I've had uh, two hours and 38 minutes of screen time playing Marvel Snap. That's it. Some people don't have that in an entire day. (laughs) I've used my phone. My phone has been on for eight and a half hours. And it's already at 20. Well, now it's at 20% because I just charged it a little bit. Yeah, because you're running Marvel Snap all day. Are you closing the app when you're done? Or you have to run in the background? I'm letting like YouTube and Hulu and stuff that I use run. But yeah, I close Marvel Snap. (laughs) Having major apps on. First of all, I've been using my phone the same since like a year and a half now. Yeah, and it's called battery health. It's not going to stay. Exactly. And the, I can't do anything for the battery. The second it's, it shows signs of going, I need, to, I need to take it out back and shoot it old yeller style. The same thing we're going to do with you and Chance. This is, that's, that's just awful. Secondly, like, do it. Secondly, you don't have the balls nor the facilities to do so. Thirdly, maybe behind the shed. Thirdly, and most importantly, did you say you have a shed? That's not what I meant by you have the facilities. Or you know you don't have a shed. Do I meant like the mental facilities. I think you don't have the you don't have the facilities, the cojones to do this. <laughs> and most importantly, yes, there is something you can do. You can close the apps. I need you to explain to me why you have both YouTube and Hulu running. You only I need more to have to watch a YouTube video like I did today to get the outline for my my job that isn't really a job. Look at Rick right now. He's perturbed by you. He cannot wait for this conversation to be that over. That man is like <laughs> zen right now. He's got not a care in the world. What he's doing right now is hoping that Link doesn't turn out like us. He's like, Lord help me if he's like either of these two. Speak for yourself. But again, I'm, I'm currently speaking for Rick. I don't know if he agrees with that sentiment or not.